Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Hello everyone, and thanks again for listening to another episode of the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. I'm your host today, Kylie Miller, and I am joined in a room with, and I'll let let y'all go around and I'll save you for the end. Okay. Go ahead. Of course. Part of the crew, as you referred to us, on Elf Frazier. I'm the county agent in East Carroll and Madison Parish. I'm Bruce Garner, um, East uh, West Carroll and Morehouse Parish. Dennis Burns, Tinsall and the Northeast Research Station. And I'm Kylie, of course, and I am uh, from Concordia Parish, and I work Concordia and Catahoula Parish. Um, we're also joined today, we have a special guest, Dr. Matt Lee. He is our Interim Vice President for Agriculture and Interim in of the Dean of the LSU College of Agriculture and we would like to welcome you here today and we appreciate you uh, joining us as you just recently started I think in August is that correct? That's correct so thank you for the nice welcome it's very exciting for me to be here with you all Um, yes I started on August 1st and I'm currently in week six. Week six (laughs) yes well we're proud to have you here today and um, I guess I'll start by letting you introduce yourself and letting our listeners get to know you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so it's a pleasure to be here with your listeners. So as you said, I'm Matt Lee, um, currently as the Interim Vice President for Agriculture and Dean of the College of Agriculture at LSU. Um, I'm a LSU graduate. I'm very proud to have earned my master's and my PhD there uh, in the late 1990s. Um, You'll forgive me for having spent my first academic uh, post at Mississippi State University. Nothing wrong with that, but... I got, I got two daughters with Mississippi State degrees. Okay, okay, and I've got excellent. a BS from there. All right, good, okay. Mississippi State's great, great school, and it, and it was a great start to my career. Yeah. Uh, but then in 2004, I had the opportunity to come back to LSU as a faculty member. So I came back uh, uh, in 2004. I'm a sociologist by training where I studied uh, crime in, uh, in urban and rural communities. I spent 10 years studying crime in rural communities, as well as uh, conducting research and teaching on public health and uh, community resilience and community um, civic engagement, essentially. Um, In about 2010 or 12 years ago, um, I began my administrative career and I went uh, uh, into the Office of Research and Economic Development, where I served as the uh, Associate Vice President for Research for five years. Subsequent to that, I moved to Academic Affairs uh, and spent uh, six years as the Vice Provost for Academic Programs and Support Services at LSU. And then last year, um, I served as the Interim Executive Vice President and Provost for the campus, which is the Chief Academic Officer and Chief Operating Officer for LSU. And uh, when I concluded that post, I had the privilege of being asked by our new President, uh, William F. Tate the fourth, to serve as the Interim here uh, with the Ag Enterprise. And so um, I am here, I'm listening intently, and it's a pleasure to be here with your with your listeners today. Yeah, well, I guess we'll just start with that. On your, what is your vision? I guess in this position and uh, things you'd like to accomplish. So uh, my vision is in development at the moment because uh, uh, where we are right now at the Macon Ridge uh, uh, Station, uh, this is part of my statewide tour where I'm getting around and essentially doing a lot of listening with with colleagues like you all. Um, this is a, a valuable part of the process because I don't want to be presumptive and, 
and parachute in and make it sound like I know everything about uh, how we are structured and what's working and what doesn't. Uh, so the, 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 the short-term plan is to uh, continue my listening for the next couple of weeks. I've been uh, meeting with constituents from throughout the state, uh, uh, including folks in ag leadership, uh, producers, growers, uh, our, our colleagues in the Farm Bureau, meeting with leadership of the commodity boards, uh, meeting with uh, legislators, and meeting with um, agents um, and uh, uh, researchers and scientists and, and others in, in our ecosystem, so to speak. So that's been uh, extremely valuable um, to me. The LSU Ag Center uh, is, is you know, our, our tagline is uh, innovate, educate, and improve lives. Uh, we are um, a research organization, we're an extension organization, and we educate people. Uh, we do all of three of those exceptionally well and uh, with very high impact. Um, and uh, our basic uh, end game is to do that even better. And so uh, part of, uh, if, I, if you were to press me to articulate a vision of, of where I would like us to be when I finish my appointment, um, I would say I want to um, uh, assess what we're doing well and get the resources in place and the, the organizational design in place to do that even better. Um, so um, I just met with a group and talked a little bit about how I think we can redesign some things organizationally so that we can um, conduct our innovative work in science and engineering better. Um, I'm still listening very intently on the cooperative extension side and uh, um, because that is in many ways our applied science communication vehicle uh, where we really um, connect in a very immediate way with um, our constituents. And uh, um, that seems to be working extremely well. There may be some things that we need to do um, to um, enhance that by design, but my sense at the moment is that we just basically need more person power um, to augment the, the, the folks that we have in place, as opposed to fundamentally changing how we conduct the work. Okay. Uh, when we first heard you were coming on board, looked at your background, we all kind of panicked. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> you know, here's a guy from criminal investigation or whatever yep. it was, sociology, no idea what ag is. But after our conversation with you a few moments ago, I feel a lot more comfortable. You know, that I think Bruce pointed this out at one point. You may not know how that tractor operates, but mm -hmm. you see the vision of being able maybe to help bring us some more people in mm -hmm. to help us educate our clientele. So you don't need to know, <laughs> Dennis, you and I got into this when we were flying drones. Mm -hmm. We paid big time for some knowledge. We could do certain things, but we paid big money for somebody to tell us where that wire plugged in to make it work. Yeah. So that's what we need. Mm -hmm. And I think with your vision, even though you're not from an ag background, you've got that vision to help us move forward. So, so that's from the a management side, right? So that, that's a good point that your listeners might be interested in. Um, you know, I, I tried to be clear. I'm not intending to be an interloper or to pretend that I have expertise that I don't. My background background is not in agriculture, um, but my background is in. Uh, managing large-scale um, science and engineering enterprises. Um, I do have a good understanding of the um, community-level role that we play through our extension work, uh, primarily because I'm a sociologist. 
And in my role as dean, I understand uh, the academic side uh, quite well because I've been embedded in the academic enterprise for quite some time. So that's kind of what I'm, you know, bringing is 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 a, having a background in a large scale organization. And I don't know that uh, that that our listening community really knows the contours of, of the ag center, but the ag center itself is a thousand employees. Yeah. Um, it has a hundred eight million dollar um, uh, state budget. Uh, it has another $43.5 million in, in additional revenue budget that we get from oil and gas leases and some of those kind of things on some of our uh, properties. Uh, the research uh, function, as I just told you all a little bit ago, the research expenditures are $85 million a year. So it's a big operation um, and it takes a certain set of uh, um, skills and experiences to be comfortable managing in that environment and, and setting the... Um, um, kind of uh, expectations for people to be performing at a high level and being able to carry out their work. And, and I think, uh, I'm not trying to brag on myself, but I think if you were to ask me what, to, what I'm actually bringing to the table on this, I think it's that. It's not how to run a drone or, right. uh, or the proper um, uh, fertilizer to use for a given right. crop. Let me check. We can crash a drone. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we I would learn. like to give that a shot. <laughs> we, we learn. You can put a drone back together with zip ties and duct tape. And hot glue. And hot, hot glue. glue. So what you're saying is we don't know how to fly a drone either. Is <laughs> <laughs> well, we got better. We got better. <laughs> they learned over time. The first time out. That's, That's true. I, probably, yeah. But it, and one thing we talked about in just the meeting we had, um, the people were in there is mostly extension. But the tie-in between research and extension. And we've all done, worked with scientists from the Ag Center. Uh, and, and we're all working together. And it's, it's related because Kylie and I both came from, we both worked at Northeast Research Station. Mm -hmm. We were both research associates before we came to Extension. Bruce was, you were in IT. RL was 4-H. 4-H and that, and, and uh, livestock, and, and livestock. now doing row crops. So we're, we kind of like you, we come from an outside yeah. right. section into the row crop world. I mean, we're, and that's one thing, when, and we, we cooperate so much amongst ourselves. If I have, you know, like when R.L. Star first started, he was, came from livestock. Well, he would call me with cotton questions. Uh, Kylie does our social media stuff, so we get lost on Instagram. So we, she's constantly correcting that's, that's us. That's part of being a millennial, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not an expert in anything. Uh, you know, so, I mean, we all bring certain skills to the table, and we know how to leverage all that. Absolutely. And, and I'm... I'm, I'm glad to hear what you're talking about. Your skill set is something that we need, you know, to well, bring us all together. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> okay. you know, um, Dr. Tate has identified you know, the Pentagon of priorities. Yes. And at that, you know, almost that, I don't want to brag on my ag, but at the apex of it, it seems to be agriculture. Mm -hmm. um, could you speak to uh, that, those Pentagon of priorities and how, you know, we as an ag center fit into that? that positioning sure so um the pentagon of priorities that um, our new president uh president tate established is uh, um, intended to give us a sense of direction because lsu is a very large organization we have the flagship campus uh, we have a medical school in new orleans we have a medical school in uh, shreveport we have three regional schools one in shreveport one in uh, Alexandria and, and a two-year school in Eunice. All of them are excellent schools. Uh, and then we have Pennington Biomedical Research Center. And then we have the LSU Ag Center. And the Ag Center is a statewide presence where we have offices in all 64 parishes. 
We have 15 uh, experiment stations that conduct high quality and high impact research. And what many people don't realize is that then aside from that, we have another 22 very significant centers and institutes uh, that also facilitate a lot of other scholarly work, um, whether it's the plant diagnostic lab that we have on campus, um, or whether it's the Louisiana Institute for Bioproducts and Biofuels that is looking at ways to basically turn, turn you know, wood pulp and wood byproduct into potential low carbon fuel sources. Um, and there's, like I said, there's 20 more beyond those two I just named. This is an extraordinary enterprise. Um, so it should not be surprising to anybody that when the president got here and started mapping out what our strengths are, it was clear that agriculture was, was right near the, the top of that. So uh, the five priorities in the Pentagon, it's A, B, C, D, E. So agriculture, biomedical research, coast and environment, defense and cybersecurity, and energy. Um, and those are meant to capture uh, the interface between the strengths that LSU has and where we have opportunity to achieve national and international eminence as it intersects with the needs and strengths of the state because we are a, a land-grant flagship institution. Uh, and so um, agriculture fits both of those. It's something that we do really well and it's an extraordinary need of the state. It's a huge industry in the state. Uh, it's number one or two in terms of uh, um, industry size, depending on who you ask, uh, but it's typically in competition with oil and gas. Um, and so uh, what that means is, as an organization, as we're planning our path forward for um, what we're going to do across institutions, um, we use this as a guidepost in terms of the Pentagon. And in agriculture specifically, what we need to do is really identify a couple of what I would call sort of anchor projects that really weave together um, our strengths and uh, uh, will position us for something um, uh, that would that would be a national and international eminence. And so in, in a conversation we were having a few minutes ago, I was saying, I think some of our obvious strengths are things like uh, crop breeding, soil and water management, invasive species management, uh, precision agriculture, uh, and biofuels. Um, you can weave those things together into something like um, a uh, institute for food system security and that would involve the production of food the transportation and uh, um, the logistics of the supply chain part of it uh, the consumption part of it and that captures our expertise um, whether it's through um, um, the nutrition and health side on the consumer side whether it's through the crop breeding part on the front end whether it's through the precision agriculture um, or invasive species management part of it and so forth. So we're going to go through a process of identifying probably a couple um, really anchor projects there that says um, Louisiana agriculture has these strengths. We're going to rise to national eminence. Um, we're going to translate our innovations out to end users, uh, whether it is uh, uh, those who are on the producer uh, side, you know, doing row crops or whether it is those raising cattle and uh, um, um, strengthen the state and simultaneously um, elevate our reputation such that uh, those who are in Maine or Florida or, or Oregon, when they hear um, invasive species management, they immediately think LSU is the place where all that action occurs. That is the center of gravity for innovation in that, in that space. And that is also where they're doing such a good job that they're not just doing the science, but they're translating it out to those who need the applied knowledge 
in order to be successful um, in their agricultural endeavors and contribute to the economic stability of their communities. Very good. I, I like this approach. Yeah. <laughs> like where we're going. Well, we're, we're, we're talking, you know, the, the, there's a lot of buzzwords now, sustainable ag, regenerative mm -hmm. ag, and I, the feeling I'm getting from you is that, that that all kind of comes together. I think it comes together, um, and I hear a lot of these buzzwords as well. The main thing that um, I think from my own, you know, limited knowledge base that I, that I would like to envision of, out of this is um, a highly profitable agricultural enterprise for our state. That was what provides um, our communities with economic stability. That is what allows um, our successful farmers um, to become civic leaders that serve as sort of anchors and focal points that stabilize our communities and help lift people up out of poverty and make us, make us a stronger place and a better state. Well, um, that's all the questions I have, if you are. We could go on way too long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we spent way too long a while ago. We kept, I mean, we probably bored him to death with everything. <laughs> they were over there taking notes. Now, I say they were taking notes, or were they just writing a grocery list? I think Hamp was probably writing a grocery list. That's kind of what oh, I think. After, after the first hour, I think Hamp was writing yeah, I think it's, you know, but, it, but we appreciate having you on here and willing to come on and talk. And you can always come back and talk again. I, I think I'm probably going to. You guys have been very, very welcoming. And, and I think your listeners should also know this. Um, the uh, uh, Everybody around the state has been extremely welcoming to me. And I appreciate that, especially someone who um, was unfamiliar to everyone. And I've been trying to be transparent and let them know I'm not coming in and acting like I, I grew up as a, in, on a farm. Because uh, I didn't, although I did grow up in a small town in Nebraska. Um, well, I'm sure you've seen a corn planter too. Right? Oh, I, I, I just remember fields of corn everywhere I looked, and my sister. I've never been there. Had to go detasseling. Yeah. yeah. And I'm gonna make a, take a shot here. At least you didn't come in and fake an accent. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, and and uh, you know, between Nebraska and Louisiana, uh, in that interval between living in those two places, I spent a little bit of time in upstate New York. So when I moved here in 1994, I actually had a very thick uh, New York accent to the point where when I when I moved into LSU, people were asking me, hey, are you from Chalmette? from New Orleans. <laughs> I said, where's Chalmette? I've never heard of this place. And then I met somebody from Chalmette and I said, this guy sounds just like me. Yeah. Uh, but since then, I have mostly lost that, that New York accent. And I think I'm mostly kind of a neutral accent at this point. We just talk slow. Yeah, that's <laughs> what everybody's. We just talk slow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. But. but anyway, we appreciate you spending time with us today, and of course, you're welcome anytime you want to share anything or just come visit. So. Absolutely, thank you, and thank you for doing this podcast. I think it's probably value valuable to your constituents and your community members um, as we um, continue to remain relevant as a as a a player in the agricultural ecosystem. I think it's these kind of innovations uh, in your day-to-day -day work uh, that are going to really uh, position us to be a land grant for the future and to uh, remain a key part of the state's success uh, for our growers and producers. So thank you all for, frankly, leaning forward and uh, being innovative in your own work. So many things that we do, the, the four people sitting around this table just kind of happened. This happened as of a... Ag Expo is a thing they have in January in West Monroe. 
And we all go, extension, we go over there and we do a thing for kids on the first couple of days and we have the general public come. And we're there with uh, exhibits and talk about, as people come up, we talk about. And I don't remember if it was at Ag Expo or Ag Alley the day before. We were sitting around talking and we said, y'all listen to a podcast? Yeah, I listen to one. We talked about the kind of Let's just do a podcast. And so we started off with... We, the, have, we had no knowledge. We had no nothing. Yeah. Oh. Let's back up. When y'all said podcast, I said, what, what is a podcast? Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> is that a new bean? Broadcast? Broadcast the fertilizer? You know, and so we started off, literally, as R.L. told you, we started off with a cell phone and a mic. Yeah. And then we had... Uh, we, we did we did one the very first one with we sent somebody we set the phone down by the phones and they called in. That was the one that Kylie we had to believe because Kylie got a little upset with the guy a lot mowing the yard out there and she didn't realize it was recording. I guess her so. husband called and said, "You need to take that down." And that's why I edit them all. That's why she edits now. It's a good call. But it was it was that was really funny. It wasn't it wasn't that bad. But the lawnmower went by about that time and. No, he weed eated right next to the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Will called and said, you need to take that down. So. Well, if we were doing this in my neck of the woods, it would most likely be fire sirens <laughs> or oh, yeah. uh, ambulance coming by, mm-hmm. right right in the most critical part of the conversation. Yeah. That'd be, that's every day. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, yeah. In, we're in Tallulah, that's every day. No kidding. Yeah. But, it's, but we enjoy it. Like, we, have, we have guys... We drive up to them on the terminal farmers and they're listening to our podcast or on a tractor or something. And that's the idea is if you're on the go, you know, and you're on the tractor mm-hmm. all day, you can you can just tune in and listen. You don't have to have really much internet or anything. Yeah, you right. just can yeah. you know, learn something while you're doing something. Mm-hmm. So or driving around or something like that. So we all spend a lot of time in our vehicles, so right. we you know, use that time to learn something. Yeah, we've actually be in the field, walking, looking at a crop. And, and recording the podcast yeah. on the cell phone. Kylie sitting in the office recording us. Yeah. So I mean, we, we're, we're our big, I guess our best quality we have is why not? That's great. Why not? We did we did the wheat note field day, the virtual field day. The before first COVID. Before COVID, yeah. And then we've done, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, I mean, we just, whatever. The only why thing not? we don't have is TikTok. And I'm... <laughs> You're exploring it. I would love to. I yeah. love TikTok, but um, I'm still. We had an Instagram. But I got to teach them Instagram first. Yeah. <laughs> we had an Instagram school before you. Before you were here. Before dinner, I'm over here doing this, trying to do something with a pumpkin. And God, no, 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 no. Do it like this. I'll give it here. Yeah. So you know, we got to where we just sent it to Kyle and say, no, "Put this." Not up. a problem. Yeah. So we appreciate it. We're keeping you from yeah. going home. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, and I uh, appreciate the work y'all do. Thank you very much. Thank you you so much. Thank you. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com or contact your local extension office.